Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, if you enjoyed Oprah's 90-minute sit-down with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, you are really going to enjoy this three-hour sit-down between Lori and her special guest, Davina. That's right. Davina Lozier's here. Hello, Davina and the Vagabonds. Talking about some royalty. Oh, yeah. I called her last Friday. I said, you're going to watch the... Harry and Meghan interview, and you're like, I've already planned on it. <laughs> it's in the calendar. It's in the calendar. So, <laughs> Davina, the last we spoke to you, and of course we are talking about Harry and Meghan and, and that whole um, incredible interview, but the last we spoke to you was the War of the Worlds, Yes, the radio broadcast. You had... A pretty big it was, part in it. It was huge. It, it was, was <laughs> it was more than Julie and I, thank goodness. We really are... Oh, you, everybody did such a great job. It, what a great so, experience. So fun. But, yeah. you know, when we talked to you, we talked to you about being on that show, but, I mean, you are... You lead a band, Vinny and the Vagabonds. You guys are always performing, always playing. And yep. the thing that uh, I think that both Julia and I and Rocco to feel for our, hey, our musician Hello. friends. Hello. Through, through the get, window over there. Yeah, <laughs> through the window over there. But, the, you know, the, the, you know, you guys and gals have, were the ones to the first one to stop. And yep. it seems like the last one to come back. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's been crazy. I, you know, you get memories on your phone. And, uh, you know, last year was my last gig and I was in Mexico. And, you know, and I'm, I'm like looking outside and how many, South Minneapolis. how many gigs would you do a year and be either on the road I mean, I would or say playing? On the road and playing, I would say close to 265. Yeah, we traveled the world. Um, we were constantly on the road. Uh, when we would come back, it would maybe be for two weeks at the most. And I'm, I'm talking 15 years yeah. of this. You know, right. this oh, isn't just like five years. Like this has legitimately um, been such a huge Obviously, it's been a huge change for everybody. Yeah, so I don't want to put out but, like. But I'm just saying that, like for for us, we've all kind of acutely felt because of how much, maybe not Julia, but sure. Rocco and I certainly yeah. love yeah. going and listening to like when my when my wife and I have a date, it's usually to go to First Ave or the sure. Turf Club or whatever. That's or what Dakota we do, or whatever. Yeah. You're yeah. going to see music, so. and you're not. Right. Yeah, so we've we've missed yeah. seeing you now. Give Rocco a, a song. <laughs> So that people can just get a taste. Maybe they've never been um, lucky enough to see Devine and the Vagabonds. But, yeah, there's. But, uh, I love Devil Horns is a pretty hip song I wrote. Oh, I got that one. It's okay. it's pretty sassy. It's this it's a sassy song. You are sassy. I am. Devil Horns. So you wrote this? I did. Yeah. yeah. You're so good. How did the devil get his horns? He got them under my bed. 
so fun. You know, and now I I play that off Spotify, and I'm yeah. sure you, you made like one one hundredth of a uh, yeah. Thank you, thank penny. you for that. But as I'm there, I see that there's a little button that says you could make a contribution to you via PayPal. Oh my goodness! Thanks for saying. Yes, is first, that what all the bands are doing? I feel like I've heard I, this you know, before. I think we're just trying to do everything we mm-hmm. can. And, and Spotify, you know, it, it's really a crazy part of the music business, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just offered it and I, I put it up there. It's hard, you know, because mm-hmm. I come from, uh, I was a traveling musician in, you know, my teenage years. So I felt like it's it's I'm like back and on the corner of Key West busking, busking, you know, it's just such a weird feeling. But thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I haven't worked in a year and I'm a little broke. So yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I think I've seen that on Spotify. Yeah, it gave you an option. And I saw it in a couple other people's, you know, because I listen to Spotify. Uh, and people will donate that. Are, like We haven't seen you. We haven't paid a cover charge to sure. see you at the Dakota or, you know, something yeah. like that. So My fans right. have been really wonderful. Good. And, you know, we've been going online as much as we can but not too much i don't know it, it seems like uh people get weary of online a little bit yeah well you know, we're just ready, different we're just know? ready to, oh, to to be with people and i yeah. know you guys are too and i saw that uh that Luton is going ahead yeah, with the their 17th, concerts yeah so there's charlie parr and then dead man winner and uh us you know, it's just going to be a duo with my husband and i my husband's my trumpet player um, and so I'm just going to do a singer song. I have so many songs I've written. You know? When when are you going to be at Lutzen? March 17th. Okay. And I bought a hot pink snowsuit. Yeah. Do you think I'll need it for March, though? Like, will it be cold enough? Up it there, it yeah. could be. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And okay. if you're planning on skiing, or are you going to just apres ski? I'm going to wear my hot pink okay, I love it. ski suit. Yeah. That's all I know so far. But. You, it will be, because you're on the mountain. Sure. Yeah. Facing I, Lake Superior. Have you ever been there? No. Okay. It's no, beautiful. No. And I haven't but, skied since like sixth grade. Yeah. It's so long, this is going to be fun. It's a long drive. Six yeah. hours. Is it? <laughs> it's a long drive. That's okay. Isn't that about what it is, Rocco? Tolucin? Yeah. But yeah. five-ish. Yeah. Five sure. and a half. Something like that. But that's good. I'm I'm glad. So uh, 60 people per show. So that mm-hmm. will that will sell out. Yeah. Uh, Right away. So yeah, I'm if, excited. And yeah, and we have another one to March uh, 24th at the Dakota. Um, it's not going to be uh, in person, but it will be streamed online, which they've been doing a really good job yeah, at. They know? have. Okay. Good. Just to keep these places going. I mean, it's not just like you were saying, it's not just me. It's people behind the scenes. It's it's everybody. It's the service industry. Um, you know, it's production. I mean, it's just yeah. insane. Yeah. Know? So anything. Well, I did hear that like basically kind of all the outdoor festivals and stuff are all being the, yeah. planned. There might yeah. be new dates for some, but people yeah. are planning for sure the out the yeah, outside there some. shows. Yeah, so. there is some definitely going on and re- this is my I'm on my fourth round of rescheduling okay you know so it just who do you knows? ever play the state fair do you, oh, we're gonna okay. we're, i don't know if i'm allowed to say this yeah, but okay. we're gonna be there this Good. year Good. yeah and i've done it a couple other times yeah that's what i thought um, all right well we have to go okay. because we are going to talk about the oprah winfrey amazing interview with harry and megan that ended up just being well, if the royals last week were clutching their pearls and thinking that Megan was going to tell <laughs> tales about tights and tiara, no. boy, did they get a whole nother thing coming. And their little thing about Megan as a bully is really looking even more pathetic than we thought it looked last week. So it, it really is. It just proves that they're just throwing a bunch of stuff in front of real situations, <sighs> you know. So um, when we come back, okay. we've got a recap uh, of the whole interview, some of the. You know, revealing, revealing bombshell information. And then uh, we also have um, 
uh, Oprah was on CBS this morning with mm-hmm. her good friend Gail, and they did play. There's so much from this uh, interview. They did play a few things that weren't included that. in last night. So we've got that audio, and mm-hmm. then we're going to go uh, deep into this whole story because, as I told B. Arthur, <laughs> I could be a guest on any of our other shows' shows because of my knowledge my knowledge goes and intuition and far and long with these <laughs> royal see, people i, I mean see that honestly all right listen we're with uh davina julia will be back tomorrow and we'll be right back with stories we can't get enough of davina did you ever meet george michael no no i just thought oh. maybe once in one of your oh my gosh uh, i would have told to you England. right away okay. like, i met him i met now what an amazing singer oh beautiful oh. okay so uh harry megan and oprah and yeah. going into this broadcast i think many of us were expecting a certain kind of tea maybe Maybe some stuff about William and his relationship with Harry and maybe Kate would come up and she did come up. She came up early, but um, the real significance of this interview was everything that we learned that was so much more um, shocking, surprising, whatever you want to call it. so we have, uh, Rocco cut this up. This is all the morning shows devoted this, but it's just, these are sort of... Um, the snippets. Yeah, this is Keir the Simmons, morning. who has long reported on everything royal for the Today Show, kind of setting it up. What an interview. It will be analyzed and dissected for days and months and years to come. But what's immediately clear is it has done real damage to the British royal family. In a devastating interview, a visibly pregnant Duchess of Sussex told Oprah Winfrey her royal life in London left her suicidal. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. And that was a very clear and real and frightening constant thought. And I remember, I remember how he just cradled me and I was I went to the institution and I said that I needed to go somewhere to get help so that I've never felt this way before and I need to go somewhere and I was told that I couldn't that it wouldn't be good for the institution so were you thinking of harming yourself were you having suicidal thoughts yes this was very very clear Wow. Which that was just, I mean, I, heartbreaking. Just you were kind of just really shocked because we'd never. Well, of course, why would we know that? But um, the way that interview went, where Megan was really sharing all these these different stories, kind of setting it up, but just you know, she was like, you know, they took away my keys, my passport, my driver's license, everything her family, changes. Her family, really, yeah, more or less, too. But, but only her mom is the yeah. only one she was close yeah, to. But she, she was just like, you know, you have no idea what it's like until you get into this family. And any of us who've watched The Crown, mm-hmm. we see, have seen what a dysfunctional, snobby, clicky group of people Toxic. The royals are. I mean, it's just extremely toxic. Yeah. So here's the uh, here here's uh, another cut from last night's uh, interview. 
The strain, Harry and Meghan say, ultimately driving them away from the UK and from the royal family. When we were in Canada, I, I had uh, three conversations with my grandmother and two conversations with my father um, before he stopped taking my calls. Mm. I took matters in, by that point, I took matters into my own hands. It was like, I need to do this for my family. The couple say the British press played a major role. A story about Meghan making Kate cry, one of many, Meghan says, was untrue. Was there a situation where she might have cried or she could have no, cried? No, the reverse happened. Crucially, the couple say they felt unprotected. The scars are clear. You said that you love your brother and always will love your brother. You didn't tell me what the relationship is now, though. Space. Um, the relationship is space at the moment. And, you know, time heals all things, hopefully. Okay. Um, and so they're, they're, and really, Kier's doing a good job of kind of condensing it down. And then the, the most, um, I mean, I guess a lot of people are expressing shock about this. If you've been following, really following what's been going on with Meghan Markle and how she's been treated by the uh, British tabloid press, I mean, you need no look further than the fact that she just won this huge settlement with the Daily Mail, yeah. and that's been going on since the 19th. Or maybe you've listened to the Lori and Julia show, and you- where <laughs> I have said for the last two years, she's you, been the most haven't. racially abused woman in the world. They have said incredible things about her, and when Archie was born... There were headlines likening him to a chimp. That's unbelievable. I saw the I saw posts of people with like older photographs of a couple, you know, holding a, oh, a yeah, chimpanzee. Oh no, yeah, this was stuff that, that was running was in insane. the British paper. There's been this undertone. Uh, Princess Michael of Kent, who is married to the Queen's first cousin, I reminded people about this last week, but at the first. Uh, the Christmas lunch, Harry and Meghan started dating in August. Mm-hmm. He invited her to a Christmas luncheon with the family where which, she met everybody. But they keep on bringing up, like, all of a sudden they owe, you know, Meghan owes the, the whole firm, you know, this glorious past because she was a girlfriend and invited to Christmas. Yeah. It seems like that's the like that's their play on the fact that they've been completely racist toward her. Right. And I hate to interrupt you, but no, I keep it's... hearing about this. Like, great. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Thank they, you. Does this that mean- has been, I mean, one of the things, and we'll, we'll get to it, but I mean, at the bottom of this Shakespeare. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Experian tragedy oh, is so the fact tragic. that you, William is incredibly jealous yeah. of his brother and Meghan Markle because those two sparkle yeah. and shine. They do. And they yeah. just have that it factor 
that he and he and Kate just don't have. No. And instead of saying, hey, brother, how can we take the monarchy into the 21st century? He dumps on them. So mm-hmm. let's hear one more thing okay. from uh, Keir Simmon about the, the other big thing that came out of this interview. But Meghan says before she had baby Archie, there were conversations about his status in the royal family and about his race. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Well, what is particularly striking is what Megan shared with us earlier, is that no one wants to admit that there's anything about race or that race has played a role in the trolling and the vitriol. What was that conversation? That conversation (laughs) I'm never going to share. Um, But at at the time, it was awkward. I was a bit shocked. Um, can you can you tell us what the question was? No, I don't. I'm not comfortable sharing that. Okay, and the person that it is, a hundred percent, is William. And the reason why I think it's William is because well, it's either got to be him or 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 well, Charles, right? Well, he they made sure in the interview that Oprah and Gail had this morning that it wasn't Prince Philip or or mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was known that the first time that William and Harry had a falling out was William having the talk with his brother. Should you be? Do, I think this should be a fling. She's American, divorced. Yeah. She's got a she black mom. Mistress. She's an actor. Mm-hmm. She should be the mistress. Gross. Should you be with her? They got in a thing because Harry's like, no, I think this is this the is one. This is it. I'm in love, man. And yeah. then William brings up the fact. I, I mean, I just, I think it's it. William. Yeah. I can feel it. it. Makes sense. Um, but when we come back, we we've got uh, some, a couple of interesting uh, clips. One where Harry flat out says racism made you leave it. That wasn't in the, the thing last night. But right. I, I do think, well, they they got a big problem on their hands. Yeah, they do. Over at uh, BP. All right, let's hear from Holly, see what's well, complicated is how they're feeling across the pond today <laughs> after this uh, interview that Meghan and Harry had with Oprah. And, you know, the way the trailer set it off, it seemed like it was just going to be Oprah and Meghan. Yeah. Harry was there for as half, of, you know, he was there for the last, it was two hours. Yeah. So she was first. She and set he... it up, mm-hmm. told all, you know, ways that it is to be an outsider to try and come inside the family, which if you've watched The Crown, especially season four, we saw how Diana struggled with that. Yeah. We've heard her speak about it. And then Harry came for the last hour and uh, to call it, I, Rocco, do you call that a closer in sports analogy where she set up the bases loaded and he hit the yeah, home run? Well, a closer would be more of a pitcher. Oh, He's maybe right. clean up. Clean up. He was a clean up batter because uh, the biggest headline is the racism, the racism, racism that Megan had to contend with from outside the palace and in the tabloids, but also most hurtfully the racism from inside Buckingham Palace. Here's a little 
Uh, tea. This is a little bit that uh, Oprah shared with CBS Morning News that wasn't in last night's program. Did you leave the country because of racism? It was a lot. It was a large part of it. I remember that um, the uh, the Centre Bali uh, fundraiser. Yes. Um, one of the people at that at that dinner said to me, "Please don't." Please don't do this with with the media. They will they will destroy your life. Mm. This person is friends with a lot of the editors and and other. I said, sorry, just elaborate. What do you mean by that? Obviously, I knew. He said, you need to understand that the UK is very bigoted. And I stopped Mm. him. I said, the UK is not bigoted. The UK press is bigoted, specifically the tabloids. Is that what you mean? He goes, no, the UK is bigoted. And I said, "I I completely disagree. But unfortunately, if the source of information is inherently corrupt or or racist or bias then that filters out to the rest of society and the source he's talking about is coming from inside the the, palace because basically and this is why i think it was william who had the conversation about skin color because william is always worried about how he looks he's always been used to harry being there to he could dump bad stories out about him to take away from any bad stories with him because Harry knew his role. Yeah, William's like his father. It's kind of like... No, I wouldn't say that. They're the heir and the spare, and it's a dynamic that only those who can know, and Harry is being protective because he's not saying that it's William, but Harry got a... When he fell in love with Meghan... He got a crash course in racism and never looked back. And that's why I think it was William who was cautioning him about if you have children with this woman, what color will they be and how is that going to reflect? I mean, we could see Charles also saying it because we see how horrible he is in the crown. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, and all of that, but... um, Harry did say he was really surprised. He said, you know, you live in this, this... He had no idea. He had no idea. He had, he had no, no idea, idea until he fell in love with Megan. Mm-hmm. And that's why then he led to saying, like, everybody else is trapped in this type of bubble where they're unaware. But it's really, there's racism I mean, in that bubble. And, you know? and Oprah was like, why is the royal family afraid of the tabloid culture? Well, because that is a cottage industry that keeps the British yep. monarchy propped up as, oh, this is a worthwhile thing to pay for decades. Decade. I mean, this is just... And, and Harry Unbelievable talked about that. He calls yeah. them the cartel. He said, I knew from my mother. Let's play one more cut that's from CBS This Morning uh, News. Um, so, I mean, that to me is the headline. It was Absolutely. the racism everywhere that Meghan turned that was so crushing for them. And then when they have a child and now having a baby girl, oh, no. uh, he just picked up his, I'm out of here. Yeah. Okay, so let's play this next one. That announcement that we put out on the 8th of January in 2020, that was, the contents of that was put into a letter to the institution, to my father, which was then shared at the end of December while we were in Canada. And to then get back on the 6th, after my grandmother had said, the moment you land, come up to... We Sa- asked if we could go come, up to yeah, see come, come up to Sandringham. We'd love to have a, have a chat. Come for tea. And why don't you stay for dinner? Because it's going to be a long drive and you're going to be exhausted. She even said stay the night. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The moment we landed in the UK, I got a message from my private secretary, Fiona at the time, 
Uh, private secretary is sort of like a CEO yeah. role okay. in the institution. Cutting, cutting and pasting a message from the Queen's private secretary basically saying, please pass on to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex that he cannot come to Norfolk. The Queen is busy. She's busy all week. After she just invited you? Yeah. She just invited me. The Queen's busy. She's busy all week. Do not come up here. Okay. So I rang her from Frogmore um, that night and said, I was thinking about coming anyway, but I hear you're now busy. And, and she said, yes, I, there's something in my diary that I didn't know that I had. And I said, well, what about the rest of the week? She goes, well, that's busy now as well. Okay, I didn't want to push because I kind of knew what was going on. And, and then that, later that night, but doesn't the queen get to do, I mean, doesn't the queen get to do what the queen wants to do? Hmm. No, when you're head of the firm, there is people around you that give you advice. Okay. And what has also made me really sad is some of that advice has been really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Really, really, really bad. Really bad. And then he also said in last night's interview that when... Things really changed is when he and Meghan Markle came back from their South Pacific tour and they were like stars, mm-hmm. dazzling stars. I mean, they were outshining Charles, Camilla, mm-hmm. William, all and Kate, yeah. all of them. And he, Harry asked his family for help, but they were the ones who were busy sometimes feeding some of these stories to keep distraction. Like William was banging Rose of Chumley, uh, which is like that goes back to 2019 yeah. and there's a lot of ways that they use and and, and harry talked about that just word, to take the shine away from to him to take yeah. put the spotlight over here on this story <laughs> it's and so megan gross. it is it's just so gross it is really oh. really terrible and and you know um you're grasping for straws when pierce morgan is sure. your number one person that's going i mean he's tweeted about megan markle in the last week like 117 he times was, he was off his off, rocker today even and like i watched it today and and who does he have megan um, um oh, i have that Kelly, yeah. with the who, who sticks up for blackface yeah, oh, and God. got fired for nbc yeah. for defending blackface that it's, it wasn't racism so he has her way in as an american journalist Ugh. It's unbelievable. It he's he's really... I mean he it's like he his blood pressure. I mean I watched him today and he was just emphatically they're lying. I don't believe anything they're saying. They it's, have no reason to lie. So and if unbelievable. You, if you look, if you just even look, I know this was like maybe a year ago BuzzFeed did a thing mm-hmm. of all the different ways that the headlines are different and yes it is true. Every single Prince Philip when he first um, even in World War II, I just finished this book called Rosebud, which is about the coding women and that worked yeah. in Great Britain. Yeah. And um, Prince Philip, he was just Philip of Greece, and he was in the Navy, and he lived with his uh, uncle, Dickie von uh, Mountbatten. His mom was in an, in an asylum. She'd yeah. had a nervous breakdown, and his two sisters were married to Nazis. So the British tabloids were like, who is this hun? He's a Nazi sympathizer. They didn't really want him to when he was like formally introduced to the world as like this could be potentially Mm -hmm. Elizabeth is 18. He was 23. He had been suspected of being a Nazi sympathizer. They've all gone through different um, things. But as Megan said last night, 
being rude and having stories made up is one thing, but being rude and made up and racist isn't completely. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. And, and then they no haven't learned one, anything on a no human one, basis. No one defended them. No, not once. Not one, that yeah. had to be. Well, I mean, what did Harry pressure. say? Like the 72 women of the UK Parliament, you know, they got together. They they wrote an open they, letter they wrote, yeah. to the British tabloids. But his family, not once. No, well, not a word. Mm, and not, why? Not, Jealousy. Yeah. Rocco, it's a Shakespearean story as old as time. It really is. It's it always been is. about the royalty and kings and queens and princes and all that, right? For sure. We're I was thinking today, I was thinking, okay, I know a lot about British monarchy. I have to thank Philippa Gregory, great historical fictional writer. She wrote The Other Boleyn I to write this down because I want to read these. Um, watching... The Tudors mm-hmm. uh, on HBO or Showtime on Stars. They gave us the White Princess, the Spanish Queen. I mean, all this stuff. A lot of it is. I mean, it's always there's always British monarchy at the heart of it, and it's always a lot of trouble starts with people taking bad advice from people who don't have um, the interests of the of you know. The, the yeah. whole, they just have interest in one thing. Totally. I mean, they're they're just not for the. First of all, it's it's this you know proper type of like, you know, uh, looking at the 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 situations at hand. But I mean, they're living in this bubble. You know, they're rich. They don't know. They don't know what's really going on with the common people. So much that's just displaced, you know, it's completely displaced on humanity. But it's also very easy. It's always been easy to dump on a woman. This happened with Princess Diana. We have audio uh, from her interview. You know, and Walt. I mean, uh, every woman seems, even Elizabeth. I mean, even the Queen, you know. Yeah, but they don't make up the stuff about Queen Elizabeth. And it's not about their race either. that, That is correct. But it is very often this. So it's interesting because Harry did bring up, I'd already seen what had happened once. And, of course, he's talking about his mom. Mm-hmm. And we do have audio from that 1995 interview where she does talk about the firm, mm-hmm. the institution. And I think um, I think a lot of people are rewatching The Crown with new eyes, especially season four, which is the Princess Diana Charles season, where we see, I mean... Princess Diana, remember, she was like, I was bulimic, anorexic, and suicidal, and the royal family yawned. Yeah. Oh, all right. We'll be right back with Princess Diana. Styles, you little snack and a half, you. Um, Okay, so getting back to uh, Harry and Meghan and Oprah. So I was very happy that Oprah did not include when uh, Meghan talked to her about her toxic father and her Mm -hmm. unhinged half-sister. They had that this morning because it was really the least interesting really? with all the other stuff. But I mean, when Megan was talking about feeling suicidal, it was so heartbreaking because a people people don't like to say though say that they feel that way. I mean, even when you feel that way, we're worried about people that are feeling that way and aren't reaching out. And yeah. I don't know. I mean. Just the I, strength that she had to even do that. And and what you know? do you, and there's always this, you know, this is always when people are struggling and feeling like there's no hope for them in this world is that there's, 
it's a shaming thing. We do it with victims. Too. Like, what do you have to be unhappy about? Mm-hmm. Or what is this? And this is why. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. People might not reach out, you know, and do something in 10 seconds that changes all their friends' lives, their parents. I'm very sensitive. I have two nephews who have taken their lives. So, well, I mean, mental. To say that is like. To not help. But and not to, to not to help her then and as not well. to help her and then for people then even across uh, with British tabloid press saying that they don't believe her it's not a good look for anybody but because they're so behind the times it's behind, unbelievable uh, yes. like get with the program and, and get with the program mental health is so important it doesn't need to be you know I, I mean people suffer from depression people you know have suicidal thoughts when someone comes to you and says, I, and you know, the two words that she said that really, 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 she said it was clear and real. Mm-hmm. I had suicidal thoughts and yeah. it was clear. She said it twice. Yeah. Clear and real. Right. You know, and, you know, she was scared. Yeah. You know, because it's not something that you can, you know, you know, she's in her mind. She's probably planning this. Clear and real, yeah, you know, and for them just not to help, it just shows how unbelievably lacking in sympathy that they have. You know, their whole suck it up mentality. Well, again, watch The Crown and you see this, you see this in real time on this season in The Crown with uh, Princess Diana and that whole crew just won big at the Critics' Choice. Uh, Princess Diana and Josh O'Connor for play. I mean, the two characters who played that. And we know that Charles is uh, cold and odd and everything else. But, you know, William and Harry had, and Kate and they had a whole thing, a heads up mental health um, initiative. (laughs) And here, here, so here's Princess Diana talking to Martin Bashir in 1995 about her frustrations an agony of trying to be a member of the British royal family. Yeah, I'm excited. You'll ever be queen. <sighs> no, I don't. No. Why do you think that? I'd like to be a queen of people's hearts in people's hearts, but I don't see myself being queen of this country. I don't think many people would want me to be queen. Actually, when I say many people, I mean the establishment that I'm married into because they've decided that I'm a non-starter. Why do you think they've decided that? Because I do things differently. Because I don't go by a rule book. Because I lead from the heart, not the head. And albeit that's got me into trouble in my work, I understand that. 
But someone's got to go out there and love people and show it. And do you think that because of the way you behave, that's precluded you effectively from becoming queen? Yes, I well, not precluded me. I wouldn't say that. Um, I just don't think I have as many supporters in that environment than I did. Than I did. Yeah. You mean within the royal household? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. They see me as a, a threat of some kind, and I'm here to do good. Not a dis I'm not a destructive person. And so when Harry said last night that his worry was history was repeating itself, mm -hmm. it's not just in the way that both his mother and his wife were neglected by the royal institution. I mean, because they, Princess Diana had tried to get help also, and she was derided and scorned. And, you know, you got to watch and season led. four. And she was led, led to it. Yeah. And her anguish about it. And if you can remember can in her voice you know the public's contempt for the queen and the monarchy when she died and we see it in um the crown we saw it in the movie i can't the queen yes. with helen mirren where where her majesty she was criticized for not showing any emotion for not acknowledging what princess diana meant to the people charles hated how popular Diana, Diana was, was. It, from an from the very get go. He was jealous of his wife, and then he tried to smush her into a corner, and they tried to make her feel small in every single way. And it wasn't until a month, and the prime minister going to the queen and saying, "There are real yeah, rumblings to, to take happen. away money." From the British monarchy, there are real rumble. You are being, you know, the, there are grandsons there. You know, you've got an heir to the, I mean, it It was a huge, you have to take all that questioning into account to really, like, see the seriousness of, of what Buckingham happen. Palace yeah. and what they well, back themselves into, and it's their own Fault, harm is a bitch. Absolutely. You know, you heard, heard today uh, on The Morning with Gail and Oprah, CBS Morning, and Megan was saying to Oprah, like, it would be okay if I was 50% of myself. I could do this if I was 50% of myself. Yeah. And I feel that was the same way with Diane. It was you know? bullying, and it gets you down. It's isolated. Who are you going to complain to? Nobody to turn You're to. You're a princess. I mean, Megan said, I turned to one of... Diana's dearest friends for how to as someone yeah. to talk to because no one would talk Listen to me to about me. it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's cruel. It's cruel. I mean, it's it cruel really nature. it really is. And and so the palace and Kensington Palace they look so petty that they said they're going to investigate Meghan Markle for bullying from two years ago. It's like they, That's so, all they, have. they so misunderstood what was coming, the truth that was coming. And it's interesting, the British uh, correspondents that uh, defend this tabloid racism and bullying, they all call um, Meghan and Harry's revelations grenades, and they use real derogatory sure. words. Instead of truth, violent, yeah, yeah, violent they, terms like yeah. they're doing something wrong for speaking up about 
something that the royal family is doing wrong, and they're the grenades. Something for humanity as well, you know. Yeah, it's, the, it's really the royal just, family has never issued no. anything about Black Lives Matter. Are they going to do any statement? Do you think with this oh, specific interview? I wonder when they'll. I know that the the Queen has a few times, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, who I'm knows? Excited. It's very possible. Yeah. Maybe some of our friends from across the pond are going to call us. I, I hope know. so. Five o'clock is when we'd like to take some calls about this, people. All right, Davina, you're doing an excellent job, woman. <gasps> We're going to play another Davina in the Thank Vagabond you. song when we come back. Rocco, we'll see you on the other side.